0: I believe last week I talked about the kingdom of God and I compared it to a treasure. Uh, I want to take a moment this morning. I'm going to do this every week of this series because I encouraged us as a body that we're supposed to be digging for treasure, that we're supposed to be looking for the treasures of the kingdom of God. And so this morning, uh, before I get into preaching and get too hyper, does anyone have a treasure about the kingdom of God that they would like to share that you discovered? And I'm willing to have this awkwardness every week until someone shares something. That's fine. That's fine. Uh, I'm not saying like this week I'm just going to stand here and someone share something, but I'm just saying I'm willing to do this every week because I believe that God's going to bring truth out of the body. I believe that as we come together, God's going to speak to us through each other, not just through me. I believe that the truths of the kingdom are profound for each of us as we discover them. So um, does anyone, I'll give this one last chance. Yes? Okay, you got to have to use the microphone. So I, have to, I get to use my energy for my coffee. As I looked it up, there is lots of sayings. But the one that really spoke to me is that he is in you. But when I looked it up, he is in you, it didn't say in you. It said in your midst. Just like he was here this morning, Mm -hmm. he's in our midst. Not only is he in us, but he's in our midst. He's wanting to do, he wants to love us. He wants to bless us. Thank you very much. don 't you dare wait till I get on the platform and then stand up that's just me <laughs> uh, we're going to continue looking at the kingdom um, and last week we wrestled a little bit with what is the kingdom like what what do we call the kingdom of god it's it's this message that Jesus taught more than anything else uh, and the idea that that Even as Greg was talking in Sunday school, John the Baptist was preaching. Jesus began to preach it. It's an important message, I think, for us to understand that that at times we fail to understand. Um, But the kingdom of God, we summarized last week, really is the rule or the reign of God. It's where his authority is, is where the kingdom of God is. It's that position in which he is reigning and we are under his reign. So last week we were in Matthew chapter 13. And I said, if you want to start digging, that's a good place to dig. Matthew chapter 13, there's at least six parables that start the kingdom of God is like. If I'm trying to learn what the kingdom of God is, that's a good place to start, where Jesus is teaching about it. Um, And so we were in Matthew chapter 13. We looked at two parables last week. One was the parable of of the man who found a treasure in a field. The other one was the parable of the merchant who bought the pearl. Uh, The idea that there's something of value to discover in the kingdom of God. Um, And so I want to continue... In Matthew 13, verse 52, this this is one verse that I'm going to preach a whole lot on today. Um, But it says in this verse, he said to them, therefore, every teacher of the law who has become a disciple in the kingdom of heaven is like the owner of a house who brings out of his storeroom new treasures as well as old. I think there's some deep truth in where we find the kingdom of God. So last week, we talked a little bit about the what today. The instruction is, I told you to look for a treasure, but if you don't know where to look, you might have been looking everywhere and you couldn't find anything. Today I want to talk about the where we find the truths, where we find the kingdom of God. And so we start this one, I bet there's several translations in here, if you pulled it up on your Bible or your phone that you like to read, um, that says, he said to them, therefore every, some of them say teacher of the law, and some of them say scribe. And I think sometimes we read verses like this and we're like, okay, this is for someone else, Right? Because I'm not a teacher of the law, I'm not a scribe. Like, I'm not that learned, that's for pastor, that's for Greg, that's for Pastor Tara. It's not for me, right? I mean, we, we disqualify ourselves sometimes when we read the words of a verse. And it starts with, therefore, every teacher of the law. And when I looked at that phrase in, or in, in the Greek, it literally is translated scribe or teacher of the law. I mean, that's, that's one of the ways in which we can see it. But generally, or more generally... This word, teacher of the law, is translated as a man or woman of learning. So if this uh, parable is being addressed, therefore every, that's each, every, all, um, that's the word, every teacher of the law, every man or woman of learning, I'm hoping that because you've come today, I'm hoping because you're sitting in the sanctuary today that you would be considered a man or woman of learning. It may not be your primary, but hopefully it's your secondary. Like that. But this is part of who we are. I believe this parable, Jesus' is teaching right now, is intended for each and every one of us. So it's for all. That's who, that's who it's for. And it's for those who have become what? A disciple in the kingdom of heaven. That's an interesting idea. Uh, what is a disciple? a follower, one who learns about, one who grows in. The disciples of rabbis would go and they would listen to their teaching. Jesus wasn't the only one with disciples. Other rabbis had disciples. They were those who would follow, listen, and learn. Together as a body, I believe that God hopefully is using me to disciple about the kingdom of God as we're here, about the kingdom of heaven as we're here, right? So again, I believe that we can fairly say, that this parable, yes, Jesus spoke it over 2,000 years ago, is applicable, or 2,000 years ago, is applicable where we are today. Okay, I think that what he's speaking, I think it's important that we all embrace the reality that what he's speaking is for us. Some verses on, on becoming um, a teacher of the law, 2 uh, uh, Timothy 2 and Second Timothy 3, do your best. To present yourself to God as one approved, a worker who does not need to be ashamed, who correctly handles the word of truth. How are we supposed to do this? Disciple is discipline. That's the same root word. Do your best. Now, I'm not sure if I can always say I've done my best to present myself as one approved uh, and correctly handling the word of truth. There's disciple, there's discipline in this promise. Why? Because all Scripture is God-breathed. It's useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness. Those are treasures. It may not seem like treasures. We all look forward to being rebuked, right? We all love them. We're corrected. Correct me right now, and I'll show you how it feels. Right? Those are treasures from the Word of God that we have. But he's giving us uh, to use them. Now, we don't look for them so we can rebuke someone. That's that's the misuse of the word of God, okay? Um, We're looking for them so we can use them as God ordains in us, so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every um, good work. So that verse that I read, it started off every teacher of the law, which means each of us. And then what did he compare the teacher of the law to? It's in yellow, so we all can answer this together. So he's compared us to what? The owner of a house. So um, I I read this and I started wondering why this analogy. Uh, What is Jesus communicating in this parable through the phrase, um, the owner of the house? And then I thought about myself. My house is what? My domain. Who rules in my house? Don't say my kids. You can say my wife. Don't say my kids. I mean, don't we say that like a man is the head, the head of his castle or his, his home is his castle. I mean, it's, it's really his kingdom. It's the place in which he has authority. Like if I come to your house, um, now most of you because I'm pastor, you just let me do it, right? But if I come to your house and I walk in and I walk to your fridge and I just pull something out of the fridge and I grab something and, and, and I start cooking it on your stove and then I go take a nap in your bed, you're going to be a little frustrated, right? Because I'm not submitting to the rule of the house. In our homes, we have authority. And I believe that Jesus compares all of us, the teachers of the law, the men and women of learning, who have been discipled of the kingdom of God, that's each of us in this room, to one who has authority. Isn't that cool? I believe that's where we're going with this, the owner of a house. So, so those who know and understand the kingdom of God have authority. Authority to do what? Where do they go? They have the authority to go where? To their storeroom. This parable that Jesus is teaching. He says, so there's each of us, we have authority to go to our storeroom. Uh, What is a storeroom? And biblically, I did go again to the Greek, just because I want to see what these words mean. And the word used in this uh, particular place is called thesoro. Phasoro Phasoro is the word that Jesus is using. And it literally means storeroom or a place of treasure. Um, it means. Let me see if I can find this in my notes. Um, where are we at? I guess I'm supposed to go here first. The, the amplified translation of this verse: uh, He said to them, "Therefore, every scribe who has become a disciple of the kingdom of heaven—that's all of us who have authority—is like the head of a household who brings out of the out of his treasure things that are new and fresh, and things that are old and familiar." So the root word of this. A Greek word is thesauros. You've heard that word, right? Uh, I'll get there. Um, It's translated uh, treasure. Um, It's translated properly stored up treasure, figuratively a storehouse of treasure, including, and this is pretty intriguing to me, thoughts stored up in the heart and mind. The root word is the English term thesaurus, which refers to a storehouse of synonyms. I got it right. Twice in my devotion Storehouse of cinnamon. That wasn't what it was, spices. Um, But when you think of that idea, the thesaurus and a scribe, now I'm a student and I'm happy to say that I submitted my paper yesterday. It's done, my final paper for my class this semester. Um, But you know what one of our best friends is when we're writing a paper? The thesaurus. The, The thesaurus, it's easy for you to say. I don't have to say it, I just have to write it, right? Why? Because there's a concept or a word that I like that I use over and over and over and over again because I like it so much, and i got to figure out how I can use it in a different context. So I go to a book of synonyms, not cinnamon, and I I find the word that I'm looking for, and it tells me another word similar to it that maybe even conveys the message that I'm trying to communicate even more profoundly. Can you see how a thesaurus would be a treasure, a a, a storeroom for a scribe or the teacher of the law. I mean, that's the connection that we're making it. And he says, or in that definition that I read, it says that sometimes we're revealing what's stored up in our heart and in our mind. The treasures of God. See, we have authority as believers in God, as, as as children of God, as those who are a part of his kingdom, we are those who know the kingdom of God. We're being discipled in the kingdom of God and have authority to bring forth truths that are stored up where? In our heart and in our mind. John seven thirty eight Whoever believes in me, Scripture has said rivers of living water will flow from within them. Last week I, I encouraged you as a pastor to begin to seek the treasures of the kingdom of God. Because I believe there's a storeroom that you have authority over. There's a, there's, a, there's a position in which you are as you grow in your knowledge of the kingdom of God in which he wants to bring out of you, out from you, living waters. He wants to bring out from you, out of you, uh, treasures that are valuable for people in and around you. And where did he say What do you say? What kind of of treasures are we bringing out? Remember that? It's not up there now. New treasures and old treasures is literally what my translation says. You're bringing out new treasures and old treasures. Just a little bit about my processes. I work on sermons. I start with a pen and notebook and the Word of God, and then I go to my notes on my computer, and then I make the PowerPoint. But anyway, in my notes, I don't like the type, or I don't like the handwrite a lot, so I just abbreviated that. You know how I abbreviated new treasures and old treasures? N.T. and O.T. It seemed to be a pretty good clue for me. About our thesaurus, which is a storehouse of treasure for us to discover the truths of the kingdom of God. Because I will tell you that this book, the pages of this book, are full of the revelation of the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God did not just start being revealed when John started teaching on it or when Jesus started teaching on it. But the kingdom of God is revealed from the beginning of this book to the end of this book. It's, it's revealed from the book of Genesis through the book of Revelation. The story and the truth of the kingdom of God. If I want to learn about the kingdom of God, I better look at the old treasures, the Old Testament, and the new treasures. Because I believe that God is revealing in the old and he's he's fulfilling in the new. The fullness of the kingdom of God is revealed through the fullness of this book. We are disciples of the kingdom of God. We cannot learn about the kingdom of God apart from the word of God. Pastor that seems pretty simple. Simple is as simple does. And sometimes simple don't. I'll move my foot back. There are incredible treasures that you can pull out of this into your storeroom. That will make eternal impact when you share about what God began to reveal with you about the kingdom of God. We must be workmen, approved. How we handle the word of God. Discipling happens on Sunday morning, but it continues throughout your week. You have the word of God. Look at Genesis chapter 1. Genesis chapter 1, this is the beginning, right? This is what happens. What happens in Genesis 1? This isn't a trick question, it's the beginning. What did God do? God made, right? God got things started. He made all that we see. Genesis chapter 1, God made everything we see. And in Genesis chapter 1, verse uh, 26, God said, Let us make mankind in our image and likeness. So, how, is, how are we made? Not a trick, it's underlined. Every one of us, every bit of mankind is made in the image and likeness of God. What is the next thing God says? This is cool when it comes to the kingdom. This is cool when we're thinking kingdom-wide about the word of God, the revelation of the kingdom of God in his word. How did we define the kingdom of God? The reign and rule of God. And I just read that we are made in the likeness or the image of God. And what did God do when he created us? He said, let us make them in our likeness, in our image, so that they may rule over the fish and the sea and the birds of the, in the sky, over the livestock and all the wild animals, and over all the creatures, the creatures that's a good word, creatures that, that move along the ground. I believe when God created us, he designed us to live in his kingdom. He designed us to be representatives of his kingdom. We were created in the image of God. God is the one who reigns. He's the one who rules. And when he created us, he said, let us. He could have said anything. Let us eat, Like right? Let them let work. Let them let praise. Let them worship. Whatever. No, he said, let them rule. The image of God is the reign of God. The image of God is the authority of God that is in us. When he created us, everything was good with Adam and Eve, right? For a little while. Well, when we were singing, I can only imagine. I thought about that. Yeah, we have a story about it. It was in Genesis chapter 2. But then what happened? We screwed up. Man screwed up. The authority, the the rule was changed in us. And then we see throughout the rest of the Old Testament, and the New Testament to the book of Revelation, the fulfillment of the kingdom. God never lost control. God was never without control. His reign, His rule still was was governing His creation. Yeah, it may not have looked like we expected, but God had a plan, right? His plan is revealed all throughout the Old Testament. Isaiah chapter 9. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, the government will be on His shoulders, and He will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the greatness of his government. See, this is kingdom stuff here, right? The kingdom of God is still going to be revealed. The kingdom of God, the reign of God is still going to be accomplished. Of the greatness of his government and peace, there will be no end. He will reign, huh? That's kingdom. On David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever. The zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. This word seems like the fulfillment of Jesus Christ. That one is coming who's going to reveal the kingdom of God. And when he comes, he's going to reveal the reign and the authority of of the kingdom of God. Ezekiel chapter uh, 37. My servant David will be king over them, meaning a descendant of him. And they will all have one shepherd. They will follow my laws and be careful to keep my decrees. Uh, Zechariah chapter 9, Rejoice greatly, daughter Zion. Shout, daughter Jerusalem, see your king comes to you, righteous and victorious, lowly and riding on a donkey, on a colt, the foal of a donkey. Remember that story? When Jesus comes in on Palm Sunday, just a few weeks ago, he's riding on what? A donkey. And they're screaming, Hosanna, the king, right? The The, the revelation of the king I will take away the chariots uh, from Ephraim and the war horses from Jerusalem and the battle bow will be broken. He will proclaim peace to the nations. His rule will extend from sea to sea and from the river to the ends of the earth. There's coming a time in which the reign of God will be revealed. Um, the prophecy of the Old Testament, speaking about the kingdom of God, points to the revelation of the kingdom that's going to come through one who would ride on the fall uh, of a donkey. One who will come and reign in love. And And through him, we will proclaim peace to the nations. His rule will extend from sea to sea, from the river to the ends of the earth. That was what was accomplished through Jesus Christ. The kingdom being revealed. But not just the OT, but also the NT. Look at Revelation 1. Remember Revelation? It's the last book in the Bible. It's the one we don't read that much because it confuses us too much, right? Right? It's an incredible book of fulfillment. We read it in men's Bible study and we were still confused. That's okay. Sometimes there's things we understand and sometimes there's things we don't. But the cool thing is when you're reading something you don't understand and God gives you a a little picture. So don't just ignore it because you don't understand it. Walt was talking several weeks ago, I think, and he was reading uh, the genealogy and just about Revelation that came through one of the genealogies in the Old Testament. Those are the things that when we have a Bible reading program, we just skip through. Because they all begat someone, and when we get to the first and last, we know where they came from and where we are, and we're good, right? Okay, pastor's the only one who does that. Um, So that's okay. This is confession. Uh, John, to the seven churches in the province of Asia, grace and peace. John received a revelation. He was exiled on the island of Patmos, and he received a revelation of the fulfillment of God. This is what it is. Uh, To the seven churches in the province of Asia, grace and peace be to you from him who is and who was. And who is to come? You see, this started, this is continued, and this will be fulfilled. And from the seven spirits before us, and from Jesus Christ, who is the faithful witness, the firstborn of the dead, and the ruler of the kings of the earth, to him who loves us, that has freed us from our sin by his blood, and has made us to be a kingdom and priest to serve, as God, to serve his God and Father. To him be the glory and power forever and ever. Amen. Jesus, in the New Testament, the book of fulfillment, revelation of what is and what is to come, Jesus came as a ruler of kings of kings. He brought his authority and he established in his people what? A kingdom. This sounds like a a profound truth, but we absolutely are the kingdom of God. I I, I feel arrogant almost at times when I say, I am the kingdom of God. But that's the reality of my life. My life is the product of His kingdom. I've become one with Him. I've become united with Him through the death of Jesus Christ. And I am the kingdom of God. My life is the kingdom of God. We are the kingdom of God. Child of God, when you've accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you've become the very kingdom of God. And when we become the kingdom of God, He begins to reveal His kingdom in us. How has He done that? Luke 24, he told them, this is what is written. The Messiah will suffer and rise from the dead on the third day, and repentance and forgiveness of sin will be preached in his name to all nations beginning at Jerusalem. You're witnesses of these things. I'm going to send you what my Father has promised. Stay into the city until you've been clothed with with power. From where? On high. What was he speaking of? Jesus is promising the Holy Spirit. Look at what Romans fourteen seventeen says. For the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking, but of righteousness, peace, and joy found where? In the Holy Spirit. Yes, we have the word of God in which he reveals, but we have the spirit of God who is inside of us. When we accept Jesus Christ, the Spirit of God indwells each and every one of us. The revelation of the kingdom of God is inside of us. The power of God, the authority of God, it's part of us. In the New Testament, God is revealing His kingdom through the Spirit of God. He's revealing His authority. He's revealing His reign. He's he's revealing who He is through the Spirit of God who is in us, the promised Spirit of God in whom He sent 2 Corinthians uh, chapter 5. For we know that if the earthly tent we live in is destroyed, we have a building from God, an eternal house in heaven, not built by human hands. Meanwhile, we groan, longing to be clothed instead with our heavenly dwelling. That's the kingdom that is coming. Because when we're clothed, we will not be found naked. That's a good thing. For while we are in this tent, we groan and we are burdened because we do not wish to be unclothed, but to be clothed instead with our heavenly dwelling so that what is mortal may be swallowed up by life. Now the one who has fashioned us for this very purpose is God, who has given us the what? The spirit who is the deposit, guaranteeing what's to come. You know, every time I talk about that song, I can only imagine. I want to scream, I don't have to imagine because I can live it now. I got nothing wrong with the song. I get it. It's going to be different because that's the complete. That's the fulfillment. That's what we've grown for. That's what we long for. But I want to tell you, church, that God has given us the spirit of God so that we can live in his kingdom today. The spirit of God is within us so that we can live kingdom lives. We can live with authority, that we can look at his word and the word can become life before us. Those who know and understand the kingdom of God have authority to reveal treasures from their storehouse, streams of living water flowing from you, from from, from revealing uh, his kingdom to this world. I have the word of God in which I look because the spirit of God, he speaks truth to me to become treasures in my life. When the spirit of God is upon me, there's people who have read this book that, that haven't been changed at all. They know the pages of this book. They know the words of the law. They know what it says. They have reasons why everything is going to be, but they don't have the spirit of God inside of them. And there's no treasure. There's no kingdom in which they're living. But when I have the Spirit of God and the Word of God, I should live a powerful and authority life. I should be the revelation of the kingdom of God. Jesus, God created man to reign on this earth. To bring his kingdom to this earth. That's the responsibility that he's given what? Teachers of the law who've been discipled in the kingdom of heaven. You're like an owner, one with authority. I want to tell you that when the Spirit of God is inside of you, you have authority. I'm going to talk about authority at some point. I don't know when it's coming. There's something about kingdom authority, being an ambassador of Christ. But I want to find the treasure first. We have the authority. God calls us. He's created us to reveal His kingdom on earth. We're the revelation of his kingdom to those who are around us. We're the fulfillment of what he was teaching. The kingdom of God is like. Guess what the kingdom of God is like? The kingdom of God is like Twyla. The kingdom of God is like Casey. The kingdom of God is like Tanner. The kingdom of God is like us. When we're living the life that God called us to live. When we found his truth. and we're bringing his truth to others. We don't have to learn in parables because we've got the reality before us. That's my phone. I read about the promise in John. The streams of living water will flow from us. It continues, whoever believes in me, as scripture has said, rivers of living water will flow from this. By this he meant the spirit whom those who believed in him were later to receive. Up until that time, the spirit had not been given since Jesus had not yet been glorified. The kingdom of God is revealed to us through the spirit of God who lives in us. And if we're going to look for the kingdom of God, if we're going to define the kingdom of God, we must be submitted to the spirit of God who lives in us when we read the word of God. We must have both of them working together in us to reveal the fullness of his truth in our lives. That's how we become disciples. That's how we grow in the knowledge of the kingdom. That's how you bring treasures that are precious to to, to whoever may hear them. You guys can come forward. I know my series right now it 's probably more uh, uh, teaching uh, than, um, than than preaching, um, even though I try to do both and it causes this real tension to me at the end when i'm when i 'm wrapping them up. but I hope that um, for a moment you can consider where you 're looking. I hope that you 've heard up to this point that the kingdom of God we learned it from The man who found a treasure, we learned it from the merchant who found a pearl, and we're learning it from the owner of a storehouse who has a store, or the owner of a home who has a storehouse full of treasures, old and new. The word of God is living and active. The word of God is, is, is appropriate for you. It has the counsel in which you need. We need counsel at times. Well, he's given us the spirit of God. He said, I'm going to send you an advocate, a counselor, a comforter who is coming to live, who is going to indwell you. He says that we are the temples of the Holy Spirit who lives in us. If I want to learn about the kingdom, maybe I should ask the, the presence of God who lives inside of me. Holy Spirit revealed to me. Counsel me. Direct me. What do I need to process? What do I need to hear? What have I heard? We've heard a lot. What are you speaking to me? Father, this morning I pray that when we begin to know what, we continue to look for where you speak to our lives. God, I pray that that as your people, that we can become the vessels, that we can become those, those homeowners, God, ones with authority. God, we have authority to bring out of our storeroom. God, I don't want empty, barren shelves. I don't want expired canned goods coming out of my storeroom. I want the very best. I don't want to be lacking, God. I want an abundance. God, an abundance not for me, but for others. An abundance for, for, for my community. An abundance for, for, my, for my friends. An abundance for my family, God, that I can bring out of the storehouse that you've given me about how incredible the kingdom truly is. About the plan of God that has been accomplished from Genesis to Revelation about the thesaurus, the resource that we have with, with the words about the kingdom that sometimes we struggle to express, but your word gives us new light, a fresh understanding, a new way of describing what you're revealing to us. God, I pray that we could be the words of Second Timothy, a workman approved, that we would study your word, that we would look at your word, that we would spend time in your word, anointed by the Spirit of God to discover, to mine, to seek out. To reveal your kingdom on earth through us. God, we are your kingdom. Let us be a reflection. Let our lives demonstrate. or if you have anything in your life you need to pray about today, I'll be up here to pray with you. If you want to pray about this whole idea of kingdom, if you want to pray about uh, the deposit, guaranteeing, and inheritance, if you want to pray about just the presence of God, the revelation of the kingdom of God, I'm here. If you've got an issue in your life that you're facing, a challenge, you need someone to stand with you, I'm here or I'm here to stand with you. I believe that God is speaking truth, and I believe that there's a treasure that He has for our community through this. Please, 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 Don't forsake this. Please take time to look. You might say, I'm not a a scholar. Just spend a little bit of time in his word. Spend a little bit of time just praying about the kingdom and see what God begins to reveal to you. Who's the teacher of the law? We're those who know and understand the kingdom of God and have the authority to reveal treasures from our storehouse. The Lord bless you and keep you. May he make his face shine upon you, be gracious to you, may he turn his face towards you and grant you his peace. And may you recognize the authority that you have as a disciple of the kingdom to bring out treasures that he's given you. Amen? Be blessed.